Hey, sexy listeners, this is Dawn Sarah. Before we get to this week's Hit It and Quit It, I wanted to let you know that this episode is going up on May 1st, which means it's the first day of masturbation May. And for the first time ever, we are having uh, an amazing sale that is to help you celebrate Masturbation May. So the podcast has this awesome thing going on. You can find out more if you go to sexgetsreal.com slash May. We have five amazing toys for sale. Not only that, but if you buy one, you're going to get a free bottle of Sliquid Sassy Gel Lubricant, which is a water-based lube, so it's good with all of the toys that we're selling. And we're going to throw in a few other goodies for certain listeners who buy certain products. This is only for folks in the United States because importing and exporting sex toys can get kind of complicated overseas. So we're going to try next year and make it more international. But if you're a U.S.-based listener, go to sexgetsreal.com slash May. We have an Enjoy Pure Wand, a Rechargeable Magic Wand, a Lalo Vibrator, the Pulse 2 Solo by Hot Octopus, which is for penises and has amazing reviews from folks with penises, and a Fun Factory Magnum Dildo, which is awesome for strap-on sex and pegging. So these are all things that folks from the podcast have tried and love and vouch for, or we've talked to people on the podcast who vouch for them. And we just wanted to make sure we could help everybody celebrate Masturbation May with new toys and lots of masturbation. So go to sexgetsreal.com slash May. Scoring yourself a super awesome sex toy that's body safe and non-toxic, and then you're going to get free goodies like a bottle of Sliquid Sassy Gel Lube and maybe a few other surprises. Thank you so much, and here comes your hickey. Hey everybody, it's Dawn Sarah with Sex Gets Real, and we've got your hickey this week, and coming back to join us for a second time, which I'm super excited about, is comedian and host of the live foreplay show in Baltimore, as well as the Foreplay Baltimore podcast, is... Prescott Gaylord. Hello, Prescott. Oh, I am back. Hello. Boom! You're here to hand out more t-shirts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to give out more nicknames, more t-shirts, and more butt jokes. That's, That's right. Really what I'm here for. <laughs> well, we, we, we actually, on the first listener email that we have, we don't have a name, but we have like a pseudonym. So we'll have to oh, see if you can make that into a shirt too. Oh yeah, we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Because we're recording this ahead of time, you can't tell us all about edge and improv and your most recent show. So we'll just assume that it was super awesome. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. That it was just a smashing success and you Justin were edge fest got edge... picked up by NBC. Going to have a new sitcom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll see. You. We'll, we'll see you on television soon. Yeah. That yeah. Was a great festival. Wow. Oh boy. Am I tired? <laughs> okay. Well, we've got two emails, but we'll see if we get through both of them. Okay. And the first one is specifically asking about how to talk to guys about something. So I thought this would be super fun oh, to hey, talk to you. I'm a guy. I know. Imagine. I can do this. Yeah. Okay, good. Because usually I have to just kind of like assume. And sometimes that really doesn't work out. But yeah, you do it fine. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. You know, I do my best. <laughs> All right. So stage fright wrote in <laughs> so just file that away for yep. the t-shirt later <laughs> so stage fright says what do i need 
And the message says, I'm a 27-year-old, and after seven years of being celibate, I've started getting back into the swing of putting myself out there and having sex again. It's important to note that I started having sex when I was 18, so I do have a little experience to draw on. But here's the problem. I've never been able to climax with a partner present, either with penetration or clitoral stimulation. I have no problem making it happen when I'm alone. And I've recently started dating a guy who I enjoy having sex with, but I'm dreading the conversation where he asks me what I need to climax because I don't know. And I don't want him to think I'm not into it. I've accepted this is how I am, but I've had guys get their egos bruised over it. So how do I talk to him about this and get him to be okay that I just can't? Or what should I do to work up to one day being able to have an orgasm with him in the future? Love your podcast. I've been listening to it on Spotify for a few weeks now. Keep up the good work. So, I mean, I think, first of all, it's awesome if when you're alone, you can have orgasms. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with you for not orgasming when someone is present. No, I think that's a good thing to to baseline, be up front. It's mm-hmm. obviously... It doesn't sound like she thinks there's something wrong with her. Maybe she does. But it, regardless, there's not. Right. You are wonderful and whole, and you are doing everything right, it sounds like. Yeah. So let's start there. Yeah, I agree. I actually have a friend, a close personal friend, who actually have several close personal friends, as I'm about to say, who have a really difficult time climaxing when they're with partners. But I have this one particular friend who has told me stories about in the past, she's had partners who, when she lets them know, you know, like it takes me like 45 minutes to come. So I don't usually come with partners and that's super okay. I still enjoy the sex. And then the partners see that as like a personal challenge. They want to do like, you know, mission accomplished, orgasm unlocked kind of thing. (laughs) And I think that that's what stage fright's afraid of, of either it being a challenge or it being like a, well, then you must not like sex with me because that's also something that we're told culturally. So like, what are your thoughts? How would you like to receive that information? As a dude. I'm thinking about the name, first of all. I don't even know if she has stage fright. Mm -hmm. I mean, she might. We don't know. We don't have Mm -hmm. enough information. But she, this is pretty common, Mm -hmm. no? Yeah. Like, this is, this. I mean, she knows how she likes to be touched. She knows how to touch herself. Mm -hmm. Assuming it's she. Yeah. Pronouns? Mm, I don't see pronouns anywhere in there, but let's just go with that. All right. We'll just be uh, heteronormative and assume that yeah, this is a woman. Yeah, heteronormativity. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it seems like she knows how to touch herself. Other people don't have that experience, so they're not going to be able to, and especially if it takes a while or you need very specific kinds of touch, you need very specific pressure, you need very specific anything, like it's just going to be harder for the other person. Yeah. And it sounds like you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. My advice, I don't know if this is going to match anyone else's advice. <laughs> I would say, don't worry about the dude. The dude is fine. Yep. The dude, it it, it sounds like it's dudes that that uh-huh. uh, this person is into. I would say, it it's not your job to make uh, the dude's ego okay. Yeah. It's not your job to uh, fix the dude. It's right. your job to communicate how you're feeling and uh-huh. what you want or don't want uh-huh. and how you want it to go. And I think you did that very well in the email. Yeah. So if you like, let's pretend I was the dude for a second uh-huh. and yeah, just, she should just come over. Yeah. 
just come over and practice with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, so pretending I was the dude, if if you said, look, this is, I don't come with partners. Mm-hmm. I come by myself all the time. Here's what I don't want. I don't want you to think of it as a challenge. And I don't want, I just want to enjoy sex with you. Mm-hmm. Here's the things I like. Here's the things I don't like. And I, you know, if you do it for 45 minutes, that's great. Uh, but I, I will start to think that you're, you're just trying to, to be that dude. Mm-hmm. And here's what I, you know, here's what I like. Yeah. And then if you want to, you know, if he wants to see you come, I definitely like to see uh, m- my partner come. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, you know, I might ask, I might ask to see it. And mm-hmm. you can decide whether that's a thing you're into or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the externality there, the side benefit might be, he might be able to see what it looks like for you to come or what kind of pressure you like or what kind of something. Yeah. And at the very least, maybe the, the touching uh, that he does is a little bit closer to, to the, the thing you actually really like. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's the first part of my advice, which is it's open communication and just say what you want and be okay with what's going on. It sounds like you're enjoying it. So. Yeah. And I think that's the, the important piece to communicate is here's what I don't want. I don't want it to be a challenge. I don't want you to take this personally because this is just how it is for me. And I want to enjoy the sex with you. And here's all the ways that we can do that. Yeah. And then see what his reaction is. And I think that his reaction is going to just be really telling about whether or not this is someone you want to keep seeing. Yeah. But, you know, if you just make it really clear, like, I enjoy sex. And just because I don't orgasm the way that maybe you think I should, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it. And, and I'm also wondering if maybe she gave herself stage fright because she can't orgasm if someone's even present. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So then my first thought, because as you were talking about, like, letting him watch, mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if she has this problem if she's videotaping herself. Yeah. I, I might be an intermediate. Definitely, you should definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll t- we, we'll, when we watch it, we'll be able to tell what, what the issues are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Prescott is soliciting more videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I've, I've gone full creepy. I don't know what that's, about. that's amazing because I was about to say that. That's so funny. <laughs> You're a bad influence. Yeah, I know. Nothing, <laughs> nothing like a little creep here on Sex Gets Real. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to fully apologize for that. No. It's okay. Yeah, Dylan yeah, would be yeah, proud. Yeah, I would say that's, that's a good idea. I like mm-hmm. it. Videotape yourself and watch it and see if you can do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can videotape and make yourself come knowing that nobody's watching, it's just your phone nearby, I think that's a nice step. And then maybe graduating to Skyping, where maybe somebody is video watching you. Maybe it's this guy that you're dating, but he's not in the room. I think that might be an intermediate step. But that's, of course, if you want to put in the work to try those things. You don't have to do that at all. You can stay exactly the way that you are and just have that conversation with him and see what happens. But but she did solicit at the end mm-hmm. how to how to maybe get to the point where so I think your advice is on point yeah and then maybe if you come with a toy mm-hmm. uh, you know if you use a vibrator for example bring a vibrator maybe into your sex play with a partner yes uh, as a as a step or maybe as mm-hmm. awesome play like who doesn't want that yeah so bring in a vibrator mm-hmm. and and do that and that's that's uh, that's sex and coming together yeah. I think that's amazing. I think that's actually really terrific advice. You'll go from stage fright to stage light. That's right. And that's our t-shirt. There 
There you go. I was waiting for it. From stage fright to stage light. (laughs) Front and center. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I love the first thing that you said, Prescott, which was, you know, it's not your job to be worried about his ego or to be worried about his reaction. And I think that's the, the best, most profound advice is you get to just communicate your feelings and your concerns and what you really want. And then you're not responsible for his reaction. And you can certainly hold space for his reaction if you want to, but uh, if he has that fragile of an ego, or if you say, here's what I want, and then he doesn't listen and still tries to either compete or be the guy who can deliver on the orgasm, then to me, that doesn't really sound like somebody that you should be spending time with. Right. And if you want to know a secret about sexism from Mm -hmm. a man's point of view, which is that, I mean... Sexism is hurts everybody, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes kind of a it, weird socialization of us all. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to make men the victim here, so let me get that out of the way. But the part of the socialization that boys get mm-hmm. and men get is that uh, we are socialized to have women take care of our egos. Yes, which is exhausting. Yeah, and uh, and we can't get it turned off because it's not their fault. Uh, women have been socialized to take care of our egos Mm -hmm. and we've been socialized to let them. And it is, it doesn't make for good interactions. Yeah. And so it is very possible that the instant you do not take care of his ego or you are taking care of yourself and just being open and honest, uh, that it will be a tremendous relief to him or mm-hmm. them or whoever these people are yeah. that, Oh God, thank God. I don't have to, I don't have to normalize myself to the, to the sexist relationships that we're mm-hmm. accustomed to. Yeah. Is, we can just be each other and be sexual with each other mm-hmm. in great ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much pressure inherent in needing to be the person or in this case, needing to be the guy that, you know, brings these mind-blowing orgasms, and it's, like, all about performance. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some level of permission, actually, in being able to say, like, I just want to really enjoy the sex, and, like, the orgasm isn't going to happen, so let's just not even worry about it at all, and let's just have fun. To me, that actually feels really liberating. Oh, my God, it will be. You are going to make these guys life. Mm -hmm. You are going to make these guys sexual lives for the rest (laughs) of their lives. Yeah. You are stage fright. Stage light is your new name. You're not stage fright anymore. That's right. Stage light. You're going to, you're going to release these men from all of these, from their own performance anxiety mm-hmm. that they have to do these things and they can, they can do it or they can not do it. And they can just enjoy the sex because you are going to say, here's what it is. And here's what I like. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do anything. And it's not fucking about you. Right. My orgasms are fucking about me. That's and I right. I'd like to share them with you in this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are going to... Oh, my gosh. It's like sexual liberation by Stage Light. Oh, my God. You're going to start a revolution, Stage Light. Yes. Do it. The Stage Light Revolution. It's hard to say, but it's a good t-shirt. It is a good t-shirt. Yes. And just, like, her standing in the center of, like, a spotlight on stage, like, wielding all kinds of sex toys. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I love it. I love it. See how we reframe that? Yes. I think we have just enough time for the second question because i don't okay, we'll think be, we'll be quick I yeah promise. yeah <laughs> yeah this will literally be a quickie on our quickie episode <laughs> Woohoo! okay because it's all about friends with benefits i'm not quite sure how to pronounce her name 
I think it's it's either denial or Danielle spelled a little differently. So typo. yeah, no, it's it's her email and her t- typed name is D A N N Y L E. Danielle. Danielle. Okay, we'll go with Danielle. We apologize if you're mispronouncing your name, but we've now officially named you Danielle. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. So Danielle says friends with benefits, and it says hello. I gained a friends with benefits relationship when I was 15 years old. Oh, I've learned good for you. I know, right? I've learned so much during these times. Even now, I've discovered I'm a squirter and that I prefer stimulation from my clit. And well, 12 years later, we're still friends with benefits when we aren't seeing other people. It's an off and on thing. So I'm wondering, is this too long of a sexual relationship? I was just curious because I'm not sure if there's a norm when it comes to friends with benefits. I'm confident with it, but I figured I'd hear your guys' opinion on it. So there we go. Friends with benefits for 12 years since she was 15. I think Danielle should write the book on friends with benefits. Yeah. Not not us. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Danielle has nailed this. Uh And uh, a lot, apparently. (laughs) That's right. I mean, that woman, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. Well, she discovered she's a squirt. Oh my God. Speaking of squirting, I squirt in my partner's eyes a couple of days ago. And I was a little horrified, and he was a little in pain, and then both of us afterwards decided that was kind of amazing. But yeah, so anyway, random. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Like Discovering you squirt at 15, like, that's got to be fun, right? Right? Exactly. And to, like, I don't know. To me, there's something really comforting, I guess is the word. Like, comforting in knowing that over the years, this person is just there for you. And when you're not in relationship and this person's around that you have someone that you know so well, you know, who like really understands your body and who you've been on this journey with and who cares if it's the norm. I mean, I don't think there is one, but I think that it's just awesome that Danielle and her friends with benefits have been able to sustain this over the years and hopefully are still having a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it it sounds way healthy to me. It sounds like Danielle is, is killing it. Uh-huh. I agree. I say do what you need. Yeah. Have your wonderful sex life. It sounds like it's a wonderful sex life. Mm-hmm. And keep rocking it. Like, who knows? You could have this person as a friends with benefit until, like, your 80s. That would be amazing. Like, lifelong oh, friends crossed. with benefit. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be very cool. We all should have that. I agree. We should just be like, yeah... Having that person that we can, like, learn about ourselves with and just be really comfortable with. And then as other people drift in or drift out, you know, you just kind of know that there's this, like, underlying agreement that's there. And I think the thing that I love the most about this is that Danielle, from the age of 15 and for the past 12 years, has just been creating something that feels good for her. Who cares what it's called and who cares if other people do it this way and... If you're confident in it and it feels great, like then keep doing it. Yeah, I think Danielle is a couple of a couple of paces ahead of most people. I agree. Yeah, I would not have been ready for a friends with benefit at fifteen. <laughs> for sure. I I think I would not have either. Yeah. I, I know for a fact I, I would not have been able to do that. Yeah. 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 So all I want to say to Danielle is first of all, thank you for sharing your story with us and for listening and writing in and Keep doing what you're doing. If you're confident with it, which you said that you are, then keep rocking it. 
Yeah, and your T-shirt is FWB forever. There you go. Is it all oh, like? I didn't get as good a reaction out of that one. Maybe we needed it. Well, no, because I was thinking like, it. is it the number four and then like EVR so that it's all like text speak, or is it like FWB oh. and then underneath like forever the word? I was thinking forever the word. Okay. But text speak, it might be cooler. Yeah, because like uh, that's actually when you said that, I was like, would I do it the same way as if I was doing it like on a license plate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like envisioning it. So after or it can forever. just be it can just be friends forever uh-huh. on the front, and on the back it can just say "Make me squirt." <laughs> I was gonna say on the back it should have a really obscene hand gesture, but I like "Make me squirt" better. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of obscene hand gestures, can I just tell you really quickly? Yesterday. I was in a parking lot in a shopping center by my house and there was like the main street and I was getting ready to turn left onto that main street and there was traffic across from me turning right. So we were all going in the same direction, but there was lines on both sides. And so across from me, two cars went. So I felt like, well, that means it's my turn because normally it's like every other, right? Right. Yep. Well, I started to go, and this woman, who would have been the third car to go, just started laying on her horn, and she gets behind me, and she's laying on her horn, and she's like got her finger out the window, and we end up at the traffic light next to each other. I look over. She's easily in her 70s, and she's doing this really obscene, like, I'm fisting you hand gesture. And it shocked me so much that I just like (laughs) stared at her. And then I had this moment of anger that she was doing that to me. And so I started kind of being like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. As she did it, and she rolled down her window and she was like, that's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. And then like rolled up her window and drove away. And I was kind of thinking, yeah, but you just like air fisted me. Was she air fisting or was she just like shaking her fist like a No, she had her hand kind of like in a fist and she was going up and down and just like sneering at me. And so like after a half a second, I just was like, mm, yeah. Oh, but that could be an Italian. Right. I think that's kind of what she meant, but it was oh. like up and down. She's air fisting me. <laughs> so she did not like my response to her dirty response. <laughs> I think I think that was the appropriate response then. I agree. So, I know. I, I don't think I can bring myself to air fist in public. I don't think so either. It was really, it shocked me. You know, like just this, what? <laughs> Is this really happening? And then my, my little emotional two-year-old came out. But yeah, yes. I've never had someone do that to me. Yeah. yeah. So I also, I direct a show uh, called Unscripted, which is a two-act improvised play. Awesome. And uh, for anybody in the Baltimore area, it uh-huh. is at the Single Carrot Theater, and it is, it is a three-week run starting April 14th through oh. April 30th. Cool. Uh, so come and see that. But I, the, there's no script or anything. We uh-huh. have uh, basically 12 improvisers who build a, a play. And, and you see the director, which is usually me, uh-huh. uh, on the stage. So you can actually watch the director direct a show that hasn't been written yet. And I do a lot by hand gestures. Uh-huh. So I, I hand gesture to the to the tech booth. I hand gesture to stage managers who are all improvisers, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hand gesture to the uh, to the cast who are in the middle of scenes, improvising scenes. And so I have like a million hand gestures. It's not a million; it's probably a dozen uh-huh. different hand gestures. And then some I make up. 
and when people do impressions of me <laughs> in the comedy community in Baltimore, it's all hand gestures. All, they just make obscene hand gestures for a while. And that's their impression of Prescott. See? So when you run into Prescott Gaylord somewhere at some improv, yes, exactly, festival, just make really obscene hand gestures at him. like That's right. Yeah. We're making hand gestures at each other, which is perfect for a podcast. It's perfect because everybody can see, right, clearly, right. us making video hand gestures at each other. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, I just want to thank Stage Fright, who has now become Stage Light, and Daniil for writing in. And also, I want to thank you, Prescott, for being with us for a second episode because this was super fun. Oh, my pleasure. Have me anytime, Dawn. Okay, I will. And I just want to remind our listeners that you can check out Prescott. It's Foreplay Baltimore is the podcast. And you can see the live Foreplay show in Baltimore if you're local or if you're traveling through the area. All of the links will be on sexgetsreal.com. And of course, you can write in with questions, comments, and stories at the sexgetsreal.com contact page. So I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. This is Dawn Sarah with Prescott Gaylord. Ah. And bye, everybody. Make a squirt. <laughs> the end. <laughs>